0: We're talking with Andrew Aspinall of the Veteran Surf Project, or VSP, a community-based project out of Gerroa on the New South Wales coast. Thanks for joining us, Andrew.
1: Thanks, Matt. Thanks for having me.
0: Hey, could you give us a bit of background on yourself and the VSP?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Look, I'm um, ex-Navy. I, I retired or resigned from the Navy many years ago now in, in uh, the mid-'90s, but I, I joined the Navy in 1985, and, and after doing my initial officer training at the Royal Australian Naval College down at HMAS Creswell at Jarvis Bay. I did my professional training in the surface fleet and then uh, specialised in submarines where I spent the rest of of my naval career and then uh, after leaving the Navy I went and studied law uh, and uh, worked in the defence industry for many years, really, really for my whole career and had a, a lot of uh, increasingly difficult time with various things, and, and only very recently in the last couple of years was diagnosed with PTSD. But uh, mm-hmm. the real issue with me, Matt, was that I was dealing with that undiagnosed PTSD by the use of alcohol, and uh, addiction is to, to drugs or uh, alcohol is very, very common. Manifestation, I suppose, of PTSD, and it certainly was with me. Uh, it became a chronic addiction, or a long-term addiction, and serious addiction that affected my life professionally and personally, and my whole family
2: hmm. as well. Did your PTSD come on from being in situations where your life was put at risk? Is was it that, or was it just what? How did the PTSD Look, come it, on? It,
1: it, it, Difficult to identify a particular uh, instance, Anya. It's more a, a, a um, number of contributing factors over a long period of time. And for me, some of that, a lot of that was from serving in submarines, mm. uh, which is an ex- extremely you know, high-pressure, intense, um, operational sort of an environment. But also a number of things that happened many decades later and unrelated to the military But the combination of both those things—this is what the doctors tell Mm. me—you know—created the the situation where I found myself in with with what they call complex PTSD.
2: Yeah, that's that's I've I've got the same thing, so I understand about the multiple traumas or incidents, and yeah. yeah. So, with some of your symptoms, were some of those things flashbacks and uh, being triggered by particular things, nightmares? They were.
1: They, they were, although I didn't know about the, the nightmares myself. I, I often woke up in strange situations and even locations. But it was my ex-wife and then subsequently a, a long-term partner who really identified it for me and said, "Look, there's something going on here." You know what? What it? And I and I and they both really put it down to the alcohol abuse, the drinking. But it's been interesting now, being having sought some professional help and them identifying that that's a very common. You, you know, um, situation with people who suffer PTSD, having having nightmares. I can't remember the nightmares, but I, I just remember, you know, waking up in the corner of the room or, or, you know, it's very strange. Yeah. So
2: sort of some levels of hypervigilance and... Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. hypervigilance is pretty hard to deal with. I, I don't know how many people quite understand what it is to live with that and yeah. not be and, able and to I, switch I, it off.
1: That's right, and I, I unknowingly, and you know, in hindsight, probably a little bit stupidly, I ended up in the defence industry. So I was all I, I, whilst I was well and truly away from the military or the navy itself, I was in an environment which uh, where I was around a lot of military people. We were talking about military activities and providing military equipment to the Australian government, and I I had, hadn't realised, but that was making the ptsd worse so at the moment you know I've, I've withdrawn myself completely from that environment mm-hmm. whether i go back into it in the future now that i've dealt with the ptsd is a decision i, I will make over the next four or five or six months as i travel around the uh, country on the back of this motorbike raising money for the veteran surf project mm-hmm.
0: and why have you chosen a charity bike ride to to raise funds for the vsp
1: well, uh, a few reasons matt i last year as part of my recovery i went over to india And spent four months, uh, not all on the back of a motorbike, but a lot of it on the back of a motorbike, just completely solo, riding around uh, India, northwestern India in particular, just following my nose and contemplating life, contemplating my recovery, and it was incredibly beneficial for me. And I've wanted to... ride around or drive around or tour around australia for many many years and i've seen lots of the outside of australia by ship and by submarine but i've never really explored the continent itself and i thought why not tie the 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 bike trip in with seeing the country and and the, the veteran surf project which i guess you'll probably want to talk to me a bit about later but it's been incredibly beneficial for me and we're in a situation now where we need to raise some funds to continue operating, and I, I had set aside until the end of this year as a you know a period where I wanted to improve my mental health uh, as well as my physical health, and I thought, well, if I'm going to do this bike ride, why not use it as a, a vehicle for raising the profile of the VSP and hopefully raise some money so that we can keep operating.
2: So do you have any kind of federal funding uh, for the project, we or is it a- fully grassroots Project. It's
1: fully grassroots right now. We we have been very fortunate to have some funding from the Department of Veterans Affairs in the past. They funded uh, the Veteran Surf Project initially as a trial program um, and we were funded for I think about two years this is mainly before I got involved and the trial, this is anecdotal, I haven't I haven't been involved with the project long enough to know the exact details and I apologise if I get any of this incorrect but essentially the, the gist of it is I think they funded us for the past two years as a trial project, and that trial has been successful. The founder of the, the project, Rusty Moran, has been working on a PhD on the effects of the surf therapy on trauma in veterans and in first responders. And it, it appears that, that um, and certainly my, my personal view on it or has been that the the surf therapy is incredibly beneficial incredibly beneficial and i think the department of veterans affairs probably agrees that's the anecdotal indication we've had from them but we were told just before the end of the financial year that we weren't going to be given funding for further trial because i think eventually the trial's been successful but you know government bureaucracies is being what they are it will take some time for that trial to be assessed and then if they make a decision that further funding was able to be provided to us that will take some time so I don't know whether that's one year two years several years Mm. and in the in the meantime until that happens and you know if that happens we need to fund ourselves so I thought I've got this time up my sleeve right now if I can do anything as an individual to to raise the profile and to raise some funds for the veteran surf project I'd like to do it and there's a healthy amount of self-interest in this because I have got so much out of the VSP and I'll give you an example. I was up surfing at Seven Mile Beach at Chiroa yesterday. The amount of positive energy coming out of the group of, I don't know, probably 25 of us there yesterday in the water is absolutely insane. And I know that every other person there surfing is getting the benefit that I am. You know, we we walk out of that water physically better, mentally better, and it is just... astounding the benefit that we're all getting from it and when you when you balance that against the sorts of money that that individuals governments are spending on our mental health recovery journey in other ways it's an incredibly cost effective way of helping people so i as i said there's a healthy measure of self interest in this but i want the vsp to keep going yeah. because uh, because i don't want to surf with them
2: what do you what do
0: you think about surfing in particular uh, helps with your mental health?
1: Well, it's, I think it's a, co- a number of things, Matt. It's, I think it's sort of a microcosm of life itself. It, it, it places challenges in front of you, small and large, that you have to resolve, sometimes individually, sometimes by seeking help. It's incredibly good for your, your physical um, well-being, uh, and not only in the moment when you're at surfing, but you get so and I'm speaking for myself but I think it's the same with all or most certainly most of the people in the group you you're so enthusiastic about surfing the next time that when you come home from surfing you're eating better you're you you're up you're positive you're pumped um, and it affects it, almost every element of your life because you're trying to improve yourself so that you can surf better next time
2: yeah
0: it fills up your cup for the for the whole week so to speak
2: so it's a li- and it's a lifestyle
1: it really is. Uh, on your It's a lifestyle, and it's a healthy lifestyle. The young guys who coach us, you know, they're they're all young men who've surfed for, for you know since they were young boys, and they're fit, they're healthy, they're, they're, they they lead a good life, and they pump out so much positive energy to us, and then we in turn pump out so much positive energy to the group, and then to the people that we're with when we get home. It's it's just. Absolutely, it's astounding and it's terrific.
0: Have you done like regular therapy? Um, and how how do you think it would compare to the surfing?
1: Well, I've had extensive regular therapy, essentially, or well, largely cognitive behavioral therapy, and that's been done through South Coast Private Hospital in Wollongong, and a lot of people in the VSP have been a current or former patients at, at that hospital, and I couldn't speak more highly of that facility. It is, absolutely terrific they are Mm -hmm. whilst anybody can get in there they they have a dedicated part of the facility or part of the hospital which is dedicated to uh, current serving adf members veterans and emergency services first responders so they have special skills in that area Uh, but i've had extensive treatment at the hospital matt I've, i've been an inpatient there on a number of occasions and I've been very fortunate that the Department of Veterans Affairs pays for that because it is not an inexpensive treatment. Mm. But I've found the treatment there terrific. But the and they introduced me to the Veteran Surf Project. But having that traditional medical clinical treatment, fantastic. But um, the 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 additional therapy through the surf is is terrific. It makes such a big difference.
2: Mm. Because you walk out the door and you still. By, then you're again alone, not necessarily in the the place of caring, and you've got to get through each day from dawn till well, dusk. Well,
1: the, the the whole purpose on your of, of being in that hospital is it's um it's acute care, I suppose. You know they they're getting you through a, a difficult period, and they're giving you skills to deal with that that time when you, you leave the hospital. And I I feel like I've every time I've left, I've been very very well placed to deal with issues in my life um, as a result of the skills that I've learnt at South Coast Private. Mm. There's a number of other facilities like South Coast Private. I speak of them only because that's where my personal experience lies.
0: And I, I was watching some of the videos you sent through and there was one guy, he was talking about how the veteran surf project actually keeps him out of the hospital, he thinks.
1: Okay. And I think that's absolutely true, Matt, and I think I'm probably in that same position now i can't see myself needing to go back to hospital and if i manage to continue to surf and that's why i'm so enthusiastic about raising funds to keep us going
0: yeah it's funny because you'll see it like a gym on every corner that you know promotes having physical health uh, but you won't see the same sort of projects for people's mental health and that's where i think uh, projects like this is really helpful for
1: individuals I, i couldn't agree more matt couldn't agree more
2: although there is the remount project which is out past yes and that's therapy working with horses for people with ptsd veterans serving members and their families so there there are some of these sort of grassroots projects that are coming up and
1: uh, and, and I've heard, I've um, met several people who've um, been involved with that program on your end and uh, they speak very very highly of it too. it's
2: gr- it's great I've been out there myself with both with my children and it, it was terrific but you know we need more of that sort of thing I think for me the whole medicalized model talking about things that you've been through doesn't necessarily move you past that because if it's a trauma it's re, it, it can be re-traumatising so it's exciting <laughs> to hear of things that where you've got mateship and you know companionship and mentorship and being outdoors and fresh air and lifestyle change
1: absolutely the the lifestyle change has been incredible for me it's i mean i i think matt might have seen the the photo of me taken the the day i was first admitted to south coast private and it's horrendous and i physically and mentally i've completely changed myself you know i've lost 25 odd kilo, probably more than that i'm fit i feel healthy and and but as you say on you being that mateship it's it's an element of of your service life not only in the military but also for emergency services first responders and and it's a terrific environment there i, I you know we surfed yesterday but for example i met a few of the the um, surf project people on the beach down here at kalbara this morning for a walk we walked about eight kilometers and we caught we went, went and had a coffee in a and a pastry at the local coffee shop and you know we've become a, a, a family really you know it's and these people are younger than me 20 or 30 years younger than me but we all get on and we've all been through similar, similar but different difficulties and we're all passionate about our recovery and and we've found that surf the surfing is has been very powerful in helping us with that
2: and
0: uh, how hard was it for you to take the first steps to get into recovery, Andrew?
2: Mm, I was going to ask something similar about the drinking. Yeah, look, the so, drinking. How did you? How did you deal with that? I
1: was I was incredibly fortunate. I, it's something. I mean, I knew I had a, a very serious problem, and I I knew I'd had it for a very long time. But it's something because alcohol, especially, is it's a it's a powerful physical addiction. And whilst I wanted to stop, I just couldn't stop without help. And it was a a very good friend of mine, actually, in Canberra. And my my brother, who was in Canberra, uh, realised I was really, really off the rails. And they got together and they managed... They contacted South Coast Private. And uh, that that was through Open Arms, which is a DVA-funded veterans' assistance uh, organisation, which is nationwide. And they had me admitted to South Coast Private within 24 hours. It was unbelievable, and it was literally the start of this, what, 17, 18 month journey that I've been on now, and it's been astounding.
2: Uh, Not
0: a long time, is it, 18 months, to turn your life around as you describe it?
1: That's right, it's, you know, if, if you, you've, you've, you've got to be prepared to do it. There's all of this assistance out there, very, very capable, more than capable, expert expert assistance. But you've got to know that it's there and you've got to be prepared to work with them to help yourself. And I certainly was in a place where I knew I needed the help and was prepared to listen to them and, and do what they say. And you don't have to do everything that they say. You have to. They give you a number of tools, a huge range of tools, and you can select the ones that work for you. And I've done that and I practice the skills regularly, frequently, every multiple times a day, but they are powerful mm-hmm. and they're simple.
2: I, I want to ask you a question because I noticed that, you know, you had a, uh, a, a parent who was served in World War II and uh, so did I. Uh, my, my dad was in the RAF and he developed PTSD, but it was undiagnosed. And uh, I just wondered, compared to what our parents went through, do you believe that DVA is doing a lot more now for vets or serving members? And has the culture changed around reaching out and asking for support? Is it encouraged now?
1: Anya, I can't speak for current serving members because I've been out so long, but my personal experience with the Department of Veterans Affairs has been nothing but positive. They They've they've paid for all of my clinical treatment in hospital, which I, I don't know what that costs, but I suspect it's been, you know, not inexpensive. That they they operate organisations like Open Arms, which is uh, which is a terrific organisation, is certainly from my personal perspective. But I, I think you're you're right, Anya, that there's uh, there's certainly a, a far greater awareness of mental health issues just in the community generally now than maybe in our parents' era. I, and I don't know about the willingness or the perception about reaching up for mental health now as against maybe 30 years ago when I was in the Navy. It certainly was not something I would have done when I was a serving member, uh, you know, for, for a host of reasons. Mm. But but I'm just so glad that now, you know, several decades later I've, I've had the awareness to, to seek help. Mm.
0: Yeah, I think Rusty, you mentioned uh, in your background, he sounds like a really great guy that he's doing this for the veterans.
1: He's an absolutely fantastic guy. He's, he's so positive, so optimistic, and and he, whilst he has suffered some trauma in his past life, he doesn't have a military connection, but he his father was was a World War Two veteran who served in the Navy and probably had undiagnosed ptsd who can say but he certainly became a chronic alcoholic but he was able to recover from that as a uh, i think a, a 40 year old something like that so he was an alcoholic for many many years but rusty grew up in a, in a household where which was full of recovering alcoholics because his father had realized the benefit of getting people off the grog uh, but he's a, he's a terrific guy and he not only has he set up this uh, veteran surf project down here, but if, if, if we can possibly raise the money to do it, we, we would love to be able to set this same sort of project up in other areas around the country where there's concentrations of veterans and first responders because we just see the benefit to us as individuals and we it is fantastic to see the effect it has on on, the, on your peers. It's just powerful.
2: I'm, I'm interested in the effect that uh, somebody in the household with PTSD has on wife, husband, um, kids and is there any potential uh, for this project to extend to supporting or engaging kids who are also in those households I grew up with dad like that, drinking and it was very, very challenging and you know, if you want One person recovering, but the whole of the family recovering from the experience. We we,
1: we already um, accept family uh, of of, uh, serving members, of veterans and of first responders, of emergency services, first responders. And we have several. Uh, Yesterday at the beach we had one ex-navy guy who had his three sons there i was slightly jealous because all three of them were far better surfers than <laughs> <there>. <laughs> but uh, and i recently was contacted by uh, an ex-navy colleague of mine who whose son is going through uh, some addiction serious addiction issues he's in his um, early 20s i think and i've certainly offered our services there he can come down to the beach absolutely anytime he wants and we'd not only would he be welcome, we would love to have him there, but no, I, I, I agree with you on your, the, the effects of, of PTSD, and more than that, I think the, the addiction that so often flows from PTSD yeah. had a huge impact on my family personally, which I'm, uh, I regret greatly and I'm very sad about. And I'm, I'm, very, I'm very sad about the pain that I imagine I caused my ex-wife and the pain that I caused my children, but I... Uh, My children, thankfully, have have been extremely supportive of me and and they are so grateful for the turnaround that's managed to be achieved over the last two years.
2: Mm. Yeah, it's so important to be able to have an emotional relationship with your kids and I think the alcohol often puts a barrier up for children who also need guidance and support as they're trying to learn how to live their lives, and when that's absent, it can be it can leave them at in a vulnerable state. Have you taken I, your
0: I, children surfing, sorry,
1: Andrew? That uh, I haven't yet, Matt. But I, but I, they're certainly welcome to come. But they're all busy young men, and but they'll get down there at some stage. And if if they don't come down to the actual program at Jaroa, I'll certainly go surfing with them whenever i can in fact my first grandchild was born about three or four weeks ago and i spoke to my son the day after he was born and i said i've been booking in uh for this young man's 15th birthday so he and i can go surfing in bali
0: (laughs) (laughs) awesome you'll be able to take the motorbikes around bali as well
1: yes i look forward to it yeah
0: have you got better at surfing
1: i'm certainly still very much a beginner but I'm still vastly better than I was when I began. And it's not even about whether you can surf or not. It's about getting out there and giving it a go.
2: You said you're going to do this ride around Australia. Is anybody accompanying you? It's just all alone?
1: It's all alone, but... Are you good with motorbikes
2: if it breaks down? What are you going
1: to do? (laughs) Well, I'm very fortunate. I, I went to... I've had a motor... I've been riding for about seven, six or seven years, I suppose. And the bike I've had and which I learnt on, I I went back to the dealership in Sydney in Parramatta, spoke to them about six weeks ago and explained what I was doing, explained my story to them, explained about the VSP, and they said, look, the bike you've got's just not suitable. How about we get you on a bike? And they've they've provided me with a brand-new motorbike, all kitted out as an adventure bike. Suit, completely suitable to do a trip like this. Amazing. Oh, what type
2: of um, bike is it?
1: It's, it's a Royal Enfield. It's called the Scram 411, and the boys at uh, Moto Machine in Parramatta, David and Damien, have, have, uh, in, in fact, uh, they have personal knowledge of, of the effects of PTSD, and, and they were very enthusiastic supporters and continue to be that. So I think um, as I travel around the, com- the country... I'm getting support by Royal Infield Australia and New Zealand, and I think I'll be able to pop into any dealer and uh, make sure the bike's in good because I travel.
0: Well, Anya's a bit of a motorcycle aficionado. Aficionado? Yes, she's got helmets, she's got all the all the paraphernalia I believe.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, Anya, Anya uh, uh, come out and ride a few uh, a leg with me.
2: No, no. I don't ride. I'm strictly pillion because I had a motorbike accident when I was 19 and lost half of my (laughs) finger. (laughs) So I wanted to, I did want to learn how to ride, but my family were not uh, too keen. And I do have three helmets, but you ought to see the state of them. One's a birdie beetle (laughs) one. The other two look like they've been through the wars and I've still got my gloves, but yeah. I love going for a bit of a ride on the bike, especially around here in Canberra. We've got some really good places to ride. and
1: Yeah, yeah. down th- the Cotter Road is a, a, a terrific road for a bike.
2: Yeah, well, I, I like the ride out to Gundaroo, and then you can yeah. have a game of pool. And, well, it's a good thing to do, Matt. That's another uh-huh. therapy thing. <laughs> and, yeah, so there's a bit of a fire and stuff, and there's food, and, you know, we've got some nice places to ride out to on a Saturday or a Sunday here, which... uh,
1: That's right. Yes. but I I didn't really answer your question then, but I I am planning to ride solo, but it's been amazing how much positive interest I've had in this ride. And I've had Mm. numerous people ask if they would be able to ride with me for short legs of the trip. People from Canberra, people from New South Wales, people here locally on the South Coast. And I've said, you know no problems if anyone wants to join me they're absolutely more than welcome I'm it's certainly I, I've got no plan I, I'm just I'm, I'm going to circumnavigate the continent anti-clockwise and I plan to take about four months that's the extent of my route planning so if, if people are interested in just following their nose and seeing where we end up then they're welcome to in fact I have, was contacted by a uh, a man just a week ago who lives down here on the south coast and uh, he contacted me through my facebook page and he said look i'm a i'm a new south wales cop and uh, i'm going through some issues you think I, I think it'd help my mental health if i joined you i said mate you're more than welcome you know just tell me when you want to join me and where you want you, you'll be and let's do it so and and that i'm very happy for people to do that
0: and you've got a facebook page that's probably the easiest way for people to contact you
1: Yes, Matt, it's just on Facebook, just if you search Andy's Adventure Around Australia, and if you can follow that and share it, because the more people we get to see about the ride means the more people we can can tell about the Veteran Surf Project.
2: Mm. I was going to say before Matt jumped in, I recently met a guy who uh, was into building custom motorcycles, and there's a video called Handmade Motorcycles. And on there, he's talking about this friend that lost his job and how he was really, really depressed. And he started to come in and get his bike repaired and was working on it. And something about repairing the bike and then getting out and going... I think he rode all the way to Adelaide or somewhere and the bike broke down several times, but he met a whole bunch of really great people along the way. And this really helped him recover and heal himself. So I'd, I'd love to chat to you about your trip once you come back and hear some of the stories of the great people that you've met and how it affected you and as how it's affected other people this
1: Oh I, this I'd, be more happy to do, I'd be more than happy to do that on you and I think the, the motorcycle community is a little bit similar to the surfing community there's an element of comradeship and people helping each other out when when things get tricky i've certainly found that you know in the five six seven years i've been riding so far you know if you if you stop you always find a group, group of, of riders together chatting about each other's bikes and and i suspect that'll be be very much the case out out, you know, out in the dirt as i get, hit the outback
2: mm-hmm. thank
0: you when does your trip start andrew
1: I'm leaving uh, next Saturday, uh, Matt, from Jeroa. I'll probably leave from Nowra. I've got the guys from the Military Brotherhood Motorcycle Club in Nowra or the Shoalhaven chapter riding up with me, riding up to Jeroa Beach so I can show them just how powerful the veteran surf project is. And then we'll all get together and have lunch somewhere up there. And I think I'll probably have similar sorts of ride-outs as I travel up the coast and, and around the country.
0: That sounds great. I guess, yeah... The only problem is there's no room for a surfboard on the back of a bay.
1: Um, they can I've custom been...
2: they can custom do that. <laughs> I know. can.
1: And, uh, I've, I've, had, I've had random people contact me say, saying, look, you can get these board carriers, but I just think having a, essentially a sail attached to the side <laughs> of the bike for 20,000 kilometres might not be a good idea. I think <laughs> I'll just hire, hire one as I go. That's and it. I've been invited by, by veterans groups and surf groups up and down the coast to have a surf with them, so I'm sure I'll get my hands on a surfboard somewhere.
2: Sounds fantastic. So where can people donate to your uh, Andy's it, Adventure Around Australia?
1: Yeah, it's the same name. If you go to GoFundMe, Andy's Adventure Around Australia, you'll see the, the uh, link there. And uh, the smallest donation, doesn't matter, $5, $10, it'd be greatly, greatly appreciated. We've been very fortunate to have a couple of large donations so far, one corporate and one community. And, uh, and some good uh, private donations into the GoFundMe account. And the money's not going to me. The money's go- I'm self-funding the trip around Australia. Um, well, the money goes to the Veteran Surf Project to make sure we can continue and hopefully grow.
2: And do you have a, a ceiling of how much exactly you know you need to keep the project going?
1: Well, we, we, we need approximately $150,000 a year. So that's to, basically that's to employ our surf coaches, buy wetsuits and replace surfboards. And that's yeah, that so that's the target. We've raised about I've been fundraising now for about three weeks, and we've raised about just over fifteen thousand dollars so far, which is absolutely fantastic and more than I had expected at this early stage. But obviously, we're a long way off the target. So anybody who can contribute as an individual, and it'd be terrific if you've got any defence industry listeners if they could get involved. We we think there's some terrific synergies between defence industry corporations and the Veteran Surf Project, uh, because we've got a lot of people, part of the project, who are now well, and a lot of them will want to go back into the workforce and they will be enthusiastic uh, employees. So I think there's some strong synergies there if we could get the right company to engage with us.
2: Yes, and, and cultural change makers within the the environment as well.
0: Absolutely. Yeah, and it's important to realise it's not just something you do to get well, it's something to maintain. Uh, your mental health as well when you're back working
1: not only get well Matt I'm a much better man than I was five years ago ten years ago maybe a better man than I've ever been I'm 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 very proud of myself and I, I know I'm a much more capable human being than I've probably been ever before
2: yeah that sounds really great you're an inspiration I have to say
1: well, it's, the Veteran Surf Project is inspirational, and you will if you, if you ever and you you are welcome to come down, even if it's just for a visit on your end, Matt. Um, you will you can feel the energy coming off people; it is it's powerful stuff. It's amazing.
2: Well, we will once you come back.
1: Great, we'll, I look forward we'll, to it. We'll
2: come down there, and we'll we we'll could come ride down. out with him. Well, yep. you can yep. ride. I'll sit on the back, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> once my back is my back is killing me at the moment. I've had an injury, so. Yeah, So once that's done, yes, absolutely. I get out the old helmet, which ride, riders who are riding now will go. What are you doing with that?
1: <laughs> you don't. You I need a fresh a little, one. You need, yeah, I think you need a fresh one. I think there's a, a rule in New South Wales. Yeah. It's got to be at a certain age. <laughs> <laughs> but, but no, seriously, if you're welcome, you're absolutely welcome to come down, and we always get, go for a coffee or a meal after we've surfed, and we'd love you to join us for that. It'd be terrific.
2: Yeah, it sounds fantastic. We we accept. okay (laughs) Okay. i'm just going to say thank you that was brilliant and thank you so much for the time and um, oh
1: thank you i'm very very grateful that it was complete coincidence that matt and i met down here at kalbara a few weeks ago and and um and matt please keep in mind the possibility of a couple of weeks in india early next year if you're still interested (laughs)
0: <laughs> That's right. I was talking to a guy at work saying, have you got your motorbike license? How do I get one? I should do some practice before I go to India. Because oh, I was very in interested. Yeah,
1: yeah. no, if you, I don't know exactly when I'll go, but I'd, I'd like, love to do a, maybe a two or three week ride early next year, probably from Rajasthan up. I don't know, it might go south to Kerala where it's a bit warmer and I can surf, or I might go northeast and go up to Rishikesh or somewhere.
2: Sounds like an expansion of the project.
1: <laughs> oh, look I, if i could if I could get the funding on you I'd be blooming expanding this project everywhere it's blooming fantastic
2: we don't have any beaches here in canberra though
1: <laughs> oh, well, hey, we're not far away it's only, we have people we have people come down from canberra regularly in fact even further away we've got people from young wagga Albury, then they get so much such a huge benefit from the program that they're prepared to drive three or four hours to get down maybe once a fortnight once a month it's absolutely brilliant
0: and do you see it growing to are the numbers growing for the project?
1: Uh, well, we're limited by lost at the moment, Matt. So if, if we can get the funding, you know, if, if we can get donations, we, we can. it's unlimited the size we can get to. And as I said, we'd like to expand it to several other places around the country where there's concentrations of, of people in the same situation I, I've been in.
0: Yeah, and it sounds like it could be a great program for people not just with PTSD but other issues like depression where they can't get out of the house or they just need that little bit of help too re-engage with
1: people absolutely it's terrific for that and not you know not all of the people in the program have have dealt with trauma although that's the primary focus but some people it's depression anxiety and it is terrific for them because as you say just getting out in the sunshine so often a symptom of of any of those mental health conditions is isolation and this breaks that isolation and it gives people a sense of family a sense of community it, it gives them physical fitness and a, a, an enthusiasm about life and an enthusiasm enthusiasm of, about getting out there and, and doing something. And it, it is it is powerful. I'll tell you, it's, it's powerful. Mm-hmm. It must
0: be great for, yeah, the people who care for those people who have the mental health issues to see their loved ones and people they care for get out there and improve themselves and even just to get a break for themselves.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I, I know that's the case, Matt. I absolutely know that's the
2: case. Yeah, I'm a carer for my son who has schizophrenia and he's doing really well now, but after such a long time of caring, I'm pretty depleted. I'm sure, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, that's great that you've included that about carers and family members. It's terrific.
1: And and we don't often, we don't talk about our, our particular circumstances. I wouldn't know if the guy in the surf next to me is a cop, an ambo, a fiery ex military. It doesn't matter. It does it wouldn't know if they're a family member. It doesn't matter. I don't care. So long as you're out there and you're getting something from it, that's all that matters.
2: Yeah.
0: All right. Well I think that's all the questions I have. It's just great to have you come on, Andrew, and I wish you the best in your motorcycle journey around Australia. It sounds like a really great cause and sounds like it'll be a lot of fun as well.
1: Yeah. Thanks Matt. And look I appreciate both of your time. It's I'm very grateful and I look forward to keeping in touch.
2: Yes. Excellent. And uh, I'm looking forward to coming down there, although I don't know it'll be a surfing, but I may just go in the water. That's enough for me, getting in the water. There are swimmers, I think, swimmers.
1: Well, next time I'm in Amber, I'll look you guys up, eh? Yeah, terrific. Sounds
0: great. Thanks, Andrew.
2: Thank you very much. Thanks so much, guys. Take care. Bye. Bye. You
1: too. Bye. Bye.